1: inside sources inside sources inside sources where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 11:60 a.m. Welcome back we are very pleased to be joined by Utah Congressman who's going to weigh in on wilderness designation, some federal land issues. Representative John Curtis uh, dialing in from Washington, D.C. And this is really interesting. We always talk about all of the issues in terms of designations here in the state of Utah. Uh, You've recently proposed, uh, along with uh, Senator Mitt Romney, a proposal that actually makes a designation in Illinois. Tell us about that.
2: (laughs) Hey, boy, how are you? (laughs) Why not? Right. Uh, Senator Durbin wants to legislate in my district, you know, a thousand miles away. He's never been here. He won't meet with me. So I figure, well, you know, maybe that's a good idea. And I should go legislate in his district on a piece of land I've never seen or never been to and haven't met with them on because that would make really good legislation. <laughs>
1: Uh, And it it is fascinating. It was one of the things that always uh, astounded me uh, when I was back there on the Hill as a staffer uh, was you'd you'd talk about federal lands and and anybody east of the Rockies just kind of glazed over and had really no idea what you're talking about. Uh, But then you start looking at what happens here in, in Utah and Nevada and other places where so much of the land is controlled by the federal government.
2: You know, they think if they have a park that's a couple of acres that they have federal lands. And they don't understand the dynamics of 90 percent of some of my districts are, or of my counties are federal lands. And, and um, the challenges that come with that.
1: Yeah. And those challenges are real. Uh, and and I, I, I've been meaning to ask you about this thing that used to drive me crazy, this uh, PILT, Payment in Lieu of Taxes. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about applying it to my uh, to my taxes to say I I really don't want to pay, so I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm going to make a payment in lieu of. Is is that going to fly anywhere?
2: <laughs> well, you know what's sad about Pilt is uh, two things. One, it's a it's a small amount of what property tax would actually be, so of course you would want to do that. And then the county commissioners have to come begging to Washington to get them to pay it. And um, you know if the federal government would simply pay. Uh, the appropriate amount for land ownership, which is what they uh, expect private entities to do, a lot of these problems would go away.
1: Yeah, they'd go away in a hurry because uh, I think the federal government would say, wow, it's expensive to own land <laughs> 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 or to control it anyway. Yeah. I guess they don't really own it. <laughs>
2: yes. So you'd have not only the federal government say that, but you'd have local governments saying, well, maybe the federal government's not a bad landowner. So they'll, they'll pay taxes on it and take care of it like we expect the private uh, industry to do. Private yeah. Home.
1: Yeah, and just just give us a little more on that in terms of our because with our especially with our rural counties and said some of those in in your district uh are so one dependent on that because they they can't develop it, they can't use it, they can't tax it. Uh what's the real impact in terms of uh, of citizens uh on these things that we often talk about in high levels and and uh, often ignore?
2: Exactly. I'll, I'll just refer to my time as the mayor of Provo, where half of our property didn't pay property tax, and it was it was brutal. Uh, imagine uh, you know not having property tax on half your property. Now go down to San Juan County, Emory County, Carbon County, and ninety percent of the property doesn't pay property tax. So what that means to the average residents is local government has to support police, fire, uh, roads, schools, uh, you know, sanitation. Uh, all of these essential municipal and county government services on 10% of the property. Of course, that's a that's, it's a tremendous tax burden on on the residents. But it also there's no way they can pre- perform the quality of services. And then what's really interesting in these same counties, you have a lot of tourists, and they spend an exorbitant amount of their budget um, on search and rescue types of activities. And uh, we just really tax these—the uh, the tax right—we really put a burden on these small communities that, that very few people really understand back here in, in Washington yeah. because they don't understand the dynamics.
1: Yeah, so crazy. We've, we've been talking about today. Uh, yesterday was tax day. Today is spend day. Uh, the president is out there uh, touting the uh, infrastructure bill and uh, and a whole lot of spending that uh, comes in behind that. Uh, we know there are some uh, new proposals coming out or some tweaks to some proposals. Uh, what are you hearing uh, inside the conference and inside uh, on the House side in terms of uh, how that might proceed? Yeah.
2: House Republicans are ready to put forth a proposal that would be uh, just short of $700 billion and would require no taxes and no additional spending. And that's that's what we need to be. That's the type of leadership, right, that we need to be see coming from, from the White House, which is like we we acknowledge that there's some basic infrastructure that we need to improve. And there's, there are, there are ways to do that uh, without increasing taxes and increasing the deficit. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, we could simply take the unspent money from COVID and go a long ways towards uh, you know the COVID spending. If we just simply took that and, and repurposed it for infrastructure, instead of overheating our economy, like we're doing with the COVID money, we could be putting it in, in poor infrastructure. Uh-huh. And I think you'd,
1: Uh, I was just going to have you uh, double down on that because nobody's talking about that, that there are these buckets and chunks of money that have been allocated or set aside for different things uh, in the midst of COVID. Not all have been used or are are no longer needed. Uh, What would that process look like in saying, hey, rather than doing all this new spending, uh, let's just make sure we efficiently deal with uh, what we've already allocated?
2: So I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Governor Cox has said that we're going to stop paying the extra $300 unemployment insurance because we're at 2.9 unemployment, and and we're paying people to stay home. That category alone would be hundreds of billions of dollars uh, if we stopped across the country paying that. I understand already 20 states have said they're not going to pay that. Well, where does that money go? It will go into a slush fund if we're not careful. Instead, we could repurpose that and, and put it towards needed infrastructure, that I think the American people
1: could get behind. Yeah, that's uh, that's the kind of leadership, as you said. That's exactly what we need uh, back in Washington. Representative John Curtis joining us on the line. I know you got a busy day back there, lots going on, but uh, we will continue to watch the uh, the lands battle. And uh, maybe we can get a uh, byu uh, Illinois football game to settle it uh, uh, in the uh, end. <laughs> that's,
2: a, that's probably the best idea I've heard already. <laughs> thanks,
1: thanks Boyd. Uh, hey, thanks, Representative Curtis. Uh, again, great, uh, great stuff there, great insight. And I love this idea. I love this idea of whenever you have this kind of emergency spending, there's always pockets and chunks of it that doesn't get spent. And as Representative Curtis rightly pointed out, a lot of times that just ends up back in some sort of slush fund or they just kind of tuck it away and and save it for later on. Uh, But it's all just spending. Why not say, "Okay, America, we allocated this much money for these programs. They're no longer needed. There's this many billions of dollars left over. We're going to apply it towards roads and bridges or uh, broadband into rural communities, whatever it may be. Uh, I think the people would cheer and say, you know what? I'm good with that. Let's uh, let's spend it that way. Uh, so great insight is uh, always from representative John Curtis. We're going to step aside, final break. When we come back, of course we've been focusing on great speeches as we come into this uh, season of graduation speeches. We're going to hit one of my all-time favorite coming up next.